This is Naked by the Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. Brought to you by Vladimir Brestinska and Nectarios Lolios. And remember to subscribe, follow and rate Naked to help us share it with the world. Good morning, Vladi. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Um, indeed, a new day, a new bright day. It's, um, it's sunshine out there here in Bratislava. Um, I feel, I feel good. Okay. Much better than yesterday. I'll tell you about it, but, uh, how are you? I'm good. I yeah. committed to doing a daily yoga session at 7.30 really? AM for an hour every day, Monday to Saturday. Wow. That's, uh, I'm thinking, how do you plug this in with your journaling and stuff? That was my first well, thought, straight, but I think that's straight that's before the journaling. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so you have a full morning routine now. Yeah. I've got technically a 90 minute routine, which is all about me. Mm, lovely. Uh, and it's, it's somebody who I met weirdly through, we're on the same, we're on the advisory board of a fintech company mm-hmm. and he is an ex by former senior banker at one of the big investment banks who um, discovered yoga and ultimately left his job. He's doing bits and bobs here and there, but he dedicates his life now to teaching yoga. Oh, so he's the teacher. He's the teacher. This is very timely because I'm thinking, okay, that's a nice career transition. And I was thinking about Kelly, who we are going to talk today about (laughs) and her transitions. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's pretty cool. I'm always, you know, like these people amaze me. Like, um, it's, it's, it's inspiring for me to see people or meet people who do those really unconventional jumps in their careers. Um, very cool. cool. He's also nothing like what you'd expect the yoga teacher to look like. Because no. usually you have this expectation of yoga teachers being just more athletic and slender, and he is a very similar shape to me. He's got a I, belly. <laughs> he's in his. He's going to be fifty in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, I la- I'm laughing because we've had this conversation with um, our yogi co-founder in Pakistan, and he he was telling us about one of the top yogi teachers around the world, and he he's exactly like that. Nothing you would expect of a yogi teacher. And um, in terms of the physiology, really, right? And the posture of the body and everything. And he said that he had this conversation with him in one of the retreats. And he approached him and he was like, he gave him that question around like, are you, is, is your body a limitation for you on that yogi journey? And he said that, stop judging me. He's like, this mm. is your problem. You have to go back to your own mind and look back. Why do you have a assumption that a yogi teacher looks certain way? So <laughs> I actually quite like this, right? That he put the ball back to him mm-hmm. and it was like, no, no, this is a place for you to self-reflect why you have those assumptions. So guitarist uh, you know space to reflect on your assumptions all good mm. all good so, so you, you yes. had a tricky weekend yeah it was um it was interesting i mean well interesting not really probably the best word to describe it but uh i had beautiful saturday um it's really i'm i'm, I'm really sort of 
grateful for this time back home for a few weeks between the travels between London and Pakistan. And we are planning to go. Um, now it's, um, I'm not sure when we are going to stream this. Actually, I think in a few days, right? So it's quite yeah, timely, yeah. but it's like mid-April. We should be traveling probably in mid-May, go, going back to Pakistan. So I'm sort of all that said, I'm trying to really be present here with the people I love and, and live through the moment. Um, and Saturday was amazing. Um, really enjoyed it with, with my, my dear friends and we were outside in the mountains and I had this, like, after a long, long time, this really one full day off. And when I was not thinking about work at all and, and, you know, everybody, you guys know that I love what I do. So it's not like a work life. It's, it's, it's blended, it's integrated, but it was like complete time off. And then Sunday was sort of already the morning was sort of a thinking strategic thinking. I still enjoy that, but it occupied already like two hours of my day while I was walking and talking. Um, and then my afternoon, like I was really, I got really overwhelmed. It's mm. like I was, because I, I, I went into the planning of the week and now we, because we have expanded our team in Pakistan as well, I'm not only planning for myself, but I'm also onboarding other people and you are planning for the team. And and then there was a personal life, you know, sort of logistics that you have to plug in everything, everything, even now when I'm talking about it, it's like I, I can still feel the heaviness. And, you know, in a... In the other days, I managed this with, uh, I think, more energy and it's just, it's it's okay. This time around was not okay. I I had to pick up a phone and I called Nadim and, and I talked to him about it and I cried out and which helped to put it out there. I had this major anxiety and I told him that I'm simply tired. Like I realized, Nectarius, that we haven't had a proper break for a long time now. Mm -hmm. it's, for me, it's probably coming to a year. Um, and I know that we are all in this difficult period with everything that's happening around us, right? Uh, but it was just the reflection that that one day gave me of like how much more I need this. So it was useful to talk to him, to talk it out, then we together, we thought about, okay, what can I do with it? Right. So I had that mindset because I couldn't just leave it like, okay, I just named it, put the emotion out there. And I could not imagine going back to it. It's like, oh, okay, I put the emotion out there and then I'm, you know, going to follow. So I had to really reshuffle and I put the Fridays off for the next few weeks. Um, I'm really, and already that helped a lot. Um, I took time off, but not really off. I created like a full sort of four hour slot this, this week for uh, focused work. So I can actually, you know, move ahead with the stuff that has been sort of on my mind and I needed to do before I can do some other things. So those small things helped. The conversation helped. Um, I feel better now. I went for a walk right after that. I was listening to Kelly to prepare for our conversation today. And I had to laugh. I was listening mm. to her and I was like, oh my God, where's like, she was just so, so beautifully energetic. And, but I want to give the ball back to you because you and I talked about where she's on her, where she's today. Right. I mean, in those days and yeah. Sure. Um, so my experience of your 
difficulty yesterday was mm. me just getting like a a bunch of kind of calendar invite declines. Yeah, that's true. And I thought, okay, something's happening. I'm mm. sure I'll find out. But there was clearly, it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm, and it was, it was obvious. It was all Fridays, right? Or can we move this? Mm. I'm not going to do that. And I'm thinking, okay, somebody is just making sure that the Fridays are, <laughs> I used for something else. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was work. But I'm glad, I'm glad you found that. Now, it's interesting yeah. listening to you because you practically said, things got overwhelming and I needed to do something about it. So I decided to do it my way, which is I'm going to clear out my calendar on Fridays, take Fridays off, right? Um, so talking about Kelly, right? So mm -hmm. we were super excited about uh, releasing the episode on Wednesday, on Thursday last week. And then on Thursday morning, Kelly puts this out on Instagram and I'm going to read it out. Mm -hmm. You see, the thing is, yesterday was not a good day. In fact, no, it was Monday or Tuesday. I have come to the realization I'm heading towards what's called burnout. Being burnt out means feeling empty and mentally exhausted, lack of motivation, and beyond caring professionally. So if excessive stress feels like drowning in responsibilities, burnout is a sense of being all dried up. Here are some key signs of burnout and my answer. Forgetfulness and difficulty concentrating. Reduced pride in your work, losing sight of yourself and your goals. Frustration and irritability, unexplained muscle tension, pain, fatigue, and insomnia. Mm -hmm. It takes a huge amount of battling for me to get to this point, but I feel my health is deteriorating. So what am I going to do about it? Prioritize me. Empty my diary for today and tomorrow and tell people I'm not talking work. Take more me time. Meet with friends, meditation, breathing techniques. Eat healthier. Exercise, but stretch more. And then she finishes with, why am I sharing? To be honest, it's good to talk. No one is exempt. I'm human. And, and she, she talks mm -hmm. a little bit more about what she wants to get out of this. But I think it's really, I was so looking forward because <laughs> it was a good episode. And we were going to talk about this and make a lot of noise. And then I read this and I thought, felt, wow, it takes a lot of guts to do this, right? But it also that insight for somebody, because we talked a lot about reflection, self-awareness, right? Mm -hmm. In the episode to, to go and say, you know what? I can see the signs. I can feel them. Okay. So let's, let's take a deep breather yeah. and, and clear my calendar for Fridays. Yeah. So when I was listening to her yesterday and there was this, this bit about when you ask her about the, the indicators of the buildup. And it made me think, right, reflect personally, like, oh, do I actually know, like, what those signals are? Um, I'm not sure if I yet have the full answer to it, um, but it's, I, in some ways, it's, it's good to see that she is already able to catch herself, right, before she actually lands with that, mm. what, what she called a burnout. Um, yeah, I mean, it also makes it, feel human really that somebody like Kelly Holmes with all those sort of, you know, achievements and, and the energy, I think for me, the one word, mm -hmm. yeah, it was the energy um, that we all go through this. It's a cycle. I mean, in some way, but also it's a cycle in which we getting to know um, each our, ourselves better. Right. So I, th I thought, 
if you'd asked me this time last week, so mm. what is that going to be our reflections episode for Kelly, the extra naked for Kelly about it's, I thought it was going to be okay. What are the links between somebody who is not the stereotypical entrepreneur, somebody who operates in this high pressure environment as an athlete and, and talk a little bit more about, okay, she had depression. She talks very briefly in our episode, but in the past she talked a lot about self-harming about, um, but she's given us ultimately this gift that we can talk about burnout mm. because ultimately, yeah, we, we have all our own experiences of this. We just don't call it that. Right? Cause when I was burned out in, at the end of 2018, I was operating on this level probably for about a year without just ignoring the signals, not even not being aware of them, seeing them and going, that's fine. I'll go away. It'll go away. I just have this next milestone and then things will get better, but I just keep putting it off and off and off. So it hit me only after I left when I realized that it isn't normal that you only sleep four or five hours a night. Mm. Yeah. And so do you, do you feel like you know your, your signals now? Like, yeah. 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 I, mm. I noticed this in my, in my new portfolio life. Okay. Um, <laughs> when, when I get, when I get stressed, uh, and it's sort of these little voices come through. I try to see what I well, acknowledge it and try and see what I can do about it. That's why a while ago, uh, and I'm, I'm smiling saying this because I haven't been consistent. I, I started grouping my types of conversations because one of the things for me is the switching, is the constant switching. Now, now we have a conversation about something quite deep and quite personal mm. and quite emotional. And then you go, okay, the recording's done. The next call is going to be, I don't know, an advisory board meeting. And the call afterwards is going to be an ideation session. And this constant switching is just completely draining. And I didn't yeah. realize at the beginning, some days were like, this was an awesome day. And some days was like, why am I so tired? I had good conversations. And then looking from a distance, you go, okay, the awesome day was practically all in the same vein. So I got into a groove and it was like, okay, and the next and the next. And you find, you produce, you, you perform, whatever you want to call it, right? But some days were just like, okay, I had to put in so many different hats on. So for me, that was one of the signals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's also something that is in some way feels like it's by design, you know, like that you can have, I mean, you have some control, some space of control in, in managing that, um, I mean, I mean your calendar or, you know, creating the slots. So that was what I was thinking yesterday mm -hmm. because when I was thinking like, oh my God, what, what, what's, what's the signal? Obviously me crying on a call and being like, you know, and I wasn't saving a world or, you know, I was just planning a week and I was like, Hey, Vladi, this is not good. You know, it's, it's, so I certainly felt the body so I could connect to what Kelly was sort of describing in her, in, in our conversation around the somatic experience. Um, mm. So I certainly had that. Um, I'm also thinking about what you just described. I, I, my calendar looks similar to yours, right? And you guys, if you, if you have sort of the portfolio career, you probably know what we are talking about here is that you really have to put the conscious effort in, around creating sort of longer slots where you can do some focused work and then, you know, manage so, some more of the execution and logistics. Not always easy when you have multiple teams, multiple time zones, right? I mean, 
you you sort of try to make a compromise for a lot of people that you work with. Um, yeah, that for me is also important. I mean, hence the the the, the next few days. Different people give you different energy as well, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's funny. Yeah, yeah. It's, you, you, sorry. No, tell me. <laughs> I, I just as we were talking, um, I thought, okay, we've been doing the podcast now for about fifteen months, um, and I think our brains are already a little bit wired to pick out nice quotes. So mm. you were talking about something very personal. And you said, I wasn't saving the world. I was just planning a week. And I, in my head, my head instantly went, oh, that'd be a good quote for the, <laughs> for, for the, for the write-up. Uh, uh, <laughs> so your mind indeed is simultaneously working on different places. Yes. Um, but it would be, I think so. Thanks for, you know, um, putting it out there. Um, I thought that there was, going a little bit into the conversation with Kelly, um, I really enjoyed re-listening to it yesterday, um, to the whole episode. I laughed a lot. Um, I I loved the part where she was so energetic and it she was talking for about like, I think like literally five minutes. And then you said like, okay, now let's take a deep breath in. And I literally did that, but it still, it was, it was um, infectious in a way, her, like her mm-hmm. energy. There were, there, but at the same time, there were thoughts. Like one of the thought I had when, which were sort of, they were not disturbing, but they made me sort of really dig deeper. And I don't have the answers to those questions, but um one was around the fact that when I asked her about the definition of success and when she was sort of defining the, the path of a high performer, of an athlete specifically, where it felt like it's, and she said it, it was really black and white. Mm-hmm. There is that milestone. And she said for her, it was to be an Olympic champion. And then she added the personal records, right? And the personal goals. But where, when I was sort of, and and Kelly did the reflections as well. When I was reflecting on the journey of an entrepreneur, I felt there is more to it. It's just richer. So in some way, I had this sympathy towards the, the 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 past that she was describing, and I felt like that's pretty scary. I don't know what your thoughts are about this, but if your whole sort of being and everybody around you, like your team, yourself there is that one milestone that you go towards and it's the metal. So it's just, it just feels, it's freaking me out to be honest. It's still, even when I'm describing it. Um, don't you think that if you were to push an entrepreneur, they could also define their own version of that metal? Surely. But I just think that there is on that path, there is more shadow like, I don't feel like it's that, and maybe it's my own, I'm putting in here my own subjective view on, on, on the path that I'm designing, right. For myself, I guess. Um, but I feel that there are more nuances to it, like of what I see as a success. Um, I can imagine where entrepreneur puts a milestone, like, I don't know, they're the, the profit they want to reach or a certain number or, an Maybe exit. I mean, exit. so many, so yeah, many founders yeah, have their gold be. medal is an exit. Is an exit. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. 
Because so maybe I think, my I, my, my view is yeah. limited, you know. No, no, but <laughs> not it's not limited. Inter- it is a different view. Yeah. Mm. And, and there's I, I I can also totally relate to the the more more simple, more binary, right? Mm. Uh, I think it's easier to articulate and it's easier for people to understand because we know that there's I don't know in sport there's regional stuff, there's country stuff, there's. I don't know, European, Pan-American, whatever. And then you've got the Olympic Games. So you actually have a publicly acknowledged pinnacle. So even when you're a small kid, you have your role model, which is the person who gets a gold medal in the discipline that you pursue. And I think for an entrepreneur who's now, I don't know, maybe for the 15-year-old kids, it is like the Elon Musk or somebody who's had the big exit or whatever it is, because again, you, you you can then define your path towards and you define what your own success is going to be. Um, I don't know. In For some way, the, yeah, yeah, go so ahead. <laughs> I always struggle with that binary view of things. Mm. So for me, it's much easier to understand a short-term goal and then the next short-term goal and having like a bigger vision, but it's these goals that I need to feed my my sense of, achievement and my sense of well-being um Mm. so yeah yeah i just wonder if they have a conversation around like also how many people is she inspiring you know and motivates Mm. to go into sports and i think that was beautiful about her next chapter where she went you know and, and and she became that role model for youth um so I was like, okay, that that sounds fulfilling. But I, I can now see how I'm, you know, very much like putting my own lens in into this. But but yeah, because it just um it made me be more curious about this whole world of not just athletes, you said it right. Is it also the entrepreneurs who see that one binary goal or yeah whether it's exit or something else? And and I in some way I just felt it's wired for um, for some sort of disappointment mm-hmm. and frustration mm-hmm. and all eggs in one basket when it comes to what fulfills you in life mm-hmm. and what, how you see success. Um, simple as that. Yeah. The other bit, though, about Kelly's episode, and this is Future Farm, writing me on Slack, which I need to now turn <laughs> off. <laughs> Um, speaking about Future Farm, um, when Kelly was describing what her charity is doing, which is helping athletes to transition mm-hmm. into her next chapter, I thought that was very strong. Like, um, I was thinking about the Future Farm 1.0, which maybe, I mean, you people, you might not even be aware of uh, because we t- sometimes we talk about it, but quite rare now. But it was really focused on that that problem, really, that is that a lot of people are left out there, whether it's a profession like athlete or um, veterans or simply any of us when we are sort of opening up a new chapter in life, right? And transitioning into a new role. Um, lastly, speaking about entrepreneurs, I mean, we know that this is a big issue when it's the whole identity question mm. when uh, entrepreneurs, let's say after exit or when the business does not work and, and now you are like, okay, what? who am I? You're asking this big question. So Future Farm 1.0, 
a long way to say that was sort of trying to focus on that and and then we realized that we are wired to to towards entrepreneurs right and it was sort of embedded in it um but that that was a that was a very strong message for me out there and i and i loved sort of her lightness and freshness about um the cell sort of a starter attitude like i think i read it somewhere also that when you have a starter mindset in anything you do or you you, you sort of like When you ask her, I think it was like, how do you feel like you are this accomplished person in the other industry, right? Or other part of a life. And now you are starting from the bottom. And and I think there is a lot of lightness in life that comes with this starter mindset. Um, yeah. The the thing about the charity is that it actually go is quite closely linked to the the first point that you made, right? Because as a as an athlete who focuses on that one clearly defined goal and you start very early on in your life achieving mm. it or not achieving it both means that once you kind of once you've acknowledged you have it what next big question mark but also if you don't reach it but that has been your goal for most of your life what next so there is something where there, it creates a vacuum afterwards right yeah it creates that as we talked in another conversation that that empty bag that you find at the top of the hill and you go okay what, what now right um Yeah. I remember meeting just on this point before you go somewhere else, but I remember being in conversation with a number of um, entrepreneurs where it felt like that it, they arrived to a natural transition phase uh, going out of their business into a new chapter in life, but they they kept staying in the business because of the fear of what's behind the hill. Mm. And So I think it's quite common. It's good to see that there are already there is more attention to this. You can see that there are organizations that are helping. There is conversation, um, but yeah, certainly should not be overlooked. I know we paid some attention to this um, subject in some of our conversation. Maybe something to go deeper into later. When and one of the last things I did at Startup Bootcamp was looking to build a sports tech accelerator. Mm-hmm. And one of the obvious paths would go to uh, to athletes who who have a history of kind of investing into startups after having made a lot of money to see if they're interested in, in supporting this. And I learned that the majority of people who make a lot of money in sport have absolutely no idea about how to invest. And they usually put money into mates' businesses, like, I don't know, a club or a bar or something Um Because there's also this thing about, okay, I've got my professional achievements now. I've also got some money. I want to transition into something that I understand, but there's very little out there. So mm-hmm. the few conversations we had with people who who got it, they were so excited that suddenly they could do something with their money that would be investing into things that they actually care about, which is sports startups, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. there is, it's, it's I, I think at some point we need to kind of, revisit a conversation about identity yeah because I it all agree. goes back to that right i agree i agree there was one more thing that i wanted it. to mention that was um that stayed with me from the conversation um and that was that it was sort of in the beginning of the conversation where um kelly was describing the self-harming sort of um challenges and, and, and period in her own life when she was preparing for the Olympics. And when we asked her if she had some support and 
she said that in that in that I think it was like 2003 she said right in that in that I think so I yeah. think it was before the Olympics that time, yeah before the Olympics so what she said I have it here I had to write it down she said that um I got an injury so what I said so sorry guys to put this into context you probably remember this but she was basically describing when she got the injury right and when you get that question uh from the media like what do you put out there to the world like she said that the sentence or the sort of the message she she shares is i got an injury and i'll be back i don't say i have been waking up every day crying and when she also it's it struck me when she said that at that time she didn't know any of the mental health lingo she didn't have any mental health coach on her team and basically the health as a definition was mostly around the physical health nutrition and i thought about people like michael gervais which is the one of the top sports mental health coach in the world and we are trying to get him on this podcast on naked hopefully hopefully we'll be able to do that in the second half of the year but i'm not saying that for that reason but He's now advocating and, and people like him for the sports people, the, the athletes, not only athletes, but generally sports people to have the more focus on mental health. And I, in some way, I realized, like, how am I taking this as given? Like, for me, I'm, I'm thinking, like, obviously, teams mm. and, you know, like high performers have their coaches. They have a coach that it's, they have a, somebody give them a physio. They have somebody working with their mental health. And she made me reflect that it's a, it's a privilege. We have walked a path to the point that I think it's probably still not given. I'm still having that question mark, like how many of them or us have a mental health coach or somebody who help us with that aspect of well-being but um yeah i i was like wow it's uh we yeah we we privileged here today mm -hmm. it is it is more than or nearly 20 years ago right so there mm -hmm. has been a bit of an evolution and i think yeah. the last couple of years probably raised the subject um but you're absolutely right yeah. um maybe it's also briefly to to wrap up worth mentioning that i was really pleased to see how kelly's different experiences in life come together with her new business. Mm. And I love yeah. the humility of I'm learning so much. Although I know the individual bits, putting this together into a tech startup is a new thing. So I'm going, and it was funny because that's how we met, right? So me and Kelly having a conversation about her pitch deck and about <laughs> MVPs and stuff, right? Um, and it's it's wonderful. I, I think I hope it's rewarding to be able to say, you know what, I've been, I've explored all these different facets of my life. I had success here and there, and and now I'm taking all the bits and actually making them available to somebody who, who is in a, in an employment situation who works for for a company and, uh, giving them, the different tools that they need. And there's something about. Um, something we've seen quite a bit happening, which is people looking at this holistically and going, it's not just mental health, it's physical health. It's, it's a variety of different things with mindfulness, with sleep, with, um, but exercise is important, right? Yeah. I think she's badass. 
I mean, you know, <laughs> in the way of, of how she just generally lives her life. And really, I, I really, really enjoyed this conversation. It gave me a lot of new wind, freshness, uh, energy, and humility, Con- being able to connect with her as a human, as mm. I told her at the beginning, right? Like I, I, I knew very little, um, and and to be able to talk to her nearly like a, to a friend was very cool. Um, and I hope that you know to you guys also that it gave you, um, I guess some hope or an inspiration that it is possible to take a different turn on the journey, right? Well, whatever age we are, wherever we live, whatever sort of baggage we all carry. Um, yeah, there is always a new day tomorrow. So I hope this is not another quote. <laughs> uh, well, we're sending lots of love and support yeah. and, and wishes to Kelly. Uh, for those of you who don't know her, you can follow her on Instagram where you'll also learn about the alpacas that she has in a farm, mm. which is they're hilarious. And the gin collection. And the gin collection. <laughs> um, lovely. Thank you so much, Vladi. Yeah, you too. Take care. You too. You've been listening to Naked by The Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. To learn more about our work, sign up to our newsletter or visit thefuturefarm.co, where you can also apply to be a Naked guest. Naked is produced by Dan Terzel and edited by Catherine Walker. And remember, subscribe, follow and rate Naked to help share it with the world.